Animal Central on cliffcentral.com. Hello and welcome to Animal Central. It's Ainsley here again. I'm back this week. Um, so we're going to be talking about um, a topic that's very, very close to my heart later. But first, I've got some other things to talk about. I hope you all had a good week and a good weekend. I had such an amazing weekend. It was um, our first big dressage show at Hollyberry Hall, which is the stable yard I run events at in Midrand. And we had an amazing three-day dressage show, which was absolutely spectacular to watch. I think to watch a, a top dressage rider and horse compete together is something quite amazing and I've you know I used to be an equestrian in my past life but it was definitely um, amazing to to see these animals and riders compete so that was loads of fun but I have to say I'm quite tired it's quite a lot of work but we will crack on with this week anyway so I've got a couple of things that have popped up in the news over this past week or so relating to animals. Um, one of the ones that most upsets me is that the Private Rhino Association, um, they won their case to overturn the government's ban on the domestic trade in rhino horn. So for once, our government was actually doing the right thing by having a ban on the trade, but unfortunately greed has won, and this you know, proves again that, in my opinion, the legal system in this country is won by people with lots of money and people who lie quite well. But that's not a direct attack against the Private Rhinos Association. That's just my thoughts in general. So the problem is, so now that they've won this, there's going to be the trade in rhino horn within South Africa. What what exactly does that mean? Because we all know that the market for rhino horn is overseas in Asia. So surely all that we're doing now is supporting the black market trade in rhino horn to Asia. That's just a little a little mind worm for you. Um, luckily, our government will be appealing the case. So we just got to hope and pray that you know the justice system does stand up and is on the animal side. You know, there's a lot of sides to the rhino poaching disaster that is happening. But, uh, you know, the trade in rhino horn, there are many, many opinions that say that it actually won't work and it won't help. And, you know, imagine what they could have done with this money that they spent fighting this legal battle if they actually chose to protect their rhinos a bit more. And then also there's a lady that's been seriously injured and mauled by a cheetah on Sunday at a beady lodge near Lawscorp. It's very, very unsurprising and definitely not the first time or the last time that this happened. And again, wild animals are wild, even if they're in cages. So you can't be surprised when you go into a cage with a wild animal and you get mauled by a cheetah. And the people who encourage this, who own these animals and make the money off of these animals by letting people come and play with their supposedly tame animals really should be held responsible. So we hope that this woman makes a full recovery and that the cheetah also recovers because it's, yeah, captivity is bad for wild animals and people. So that's me off my soapbox for now, but not for long. <laughs> so my guests today, um, this, is a, this is a subject that's very close to my heart because basically my path with wildlife and a love of wildlife rehabilitation started at Freemi Gauteng in Joburg. Freemi Gauteng has been going strong for 18 years. I've watched it grow from a very, very small organization run by passionate um, com- community members. And it's really blossomed in the 18 years to become what I will undoubtedly say, one of the top wildlife rehabilitation centers in this country in terms of ethics and um, the scientific basis that, that they used for their rehabilitation and release projects. And there's been a very concerning um, change over the past sort of year or so, and it's basically led to the collapse of Freemi Gauteng, as you could say. So I've called the friends of Free Me in to speak to me about it today um, because with some of the dealings that I've had in my previous position with the current board of Free Me, I think there's, there's 
two different sides of the story that are going on, and I don't think that the truth is being, that, you know, accessible to the public and that it's getting out there enough. So I thought this is an opportunity. I want to speak to the Friends of Free Me, the people who were there when it started, and the people who are fighting to get Free Me back to what it was. Um, so today I have joining me Margie, Margie Brocklehurst, Wendy Brody, and Claudia Sivande. Claudius is actually an ex-staff member of Free Me, who only very recently, unfortunately, had to leave Free Me due to some of the problems I'm sure we'll discuss about. So welcome to the three of you. Hi, good morning. Good morning, thank you. So thank you all for coming in. Um, I think if possibly, Margie, you want to start us, just fill us in about what's been going on. Mm, I think um, Free Me, as you said, has been going for nearly 18 years. I was a founder volunteer. I've been involved with Free Me right up until 2009 as the executive director, the CEO, fundraising, whatever. Mm. And um, over the last few years, I've watched Free Me from afar. Um, and it, it, it's in the last three years, we've had major problems. Mm. And, um, and it's really in the last 12 months where volunteers have been contacting me, asking me if there's anything we can do to change the situation. Mm. And it came to a head probably in July, August this year mm-hmm. with um, the resignations of our senior um, animal managers, mm-hmm. Nikki Wright and Penny Morkel. Mm-hmm. Um, and after that, it's been a downward spiral. Yeah. Um, they've managed to, you know, the current board have managed to not only alienate staff, but mm. also our volunteer force. And over the last few months, we've been alienated to such an extent that the volunteers now are not allowed on the property. In mm. fact, are pretty much locked out. That's ridiculous. And, um, yeah, it's, you know, Free Me was built on volunteers yes. right from the word yeah. go. We started with five, six of us. Yeah. Um, and at, at, at its height, which was probably about 12 months ago mm. before all this started, we probably had as many as 90 volunteers That's on the amazing. books. And those include fundraisers, yeah. it includes couriers, also animal care shifts all that type of thing as you know that's mm. what runs free me and free me is a volunteer organization mm. it's a, it's a community organization yes. it was built basically it started because there was no animal rehab in johannesburg mm-hmm. and with the help of Karen trendler mm-hmm. way back then um she helped us get the premises which started off very small we've now got the whole house there in in uh, retreating mm-hmm. nature reserve and you know we 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 do serve the community, but it's as you say we've become a bigger community. Mm. We have animals brought to us from all over South Africa. Exactly, it's not no longer limited to Gauteng. Not at all. Yeah. Um, but we are supported hugely by our local community, mm. and I believe at the moment that the local community, and as well as the larger, does not know what's mm. going on. Um, the current board has not seen fit to make known what their mm. plans are, and I believe that. Um, Freemi needs to stay mm. in the sort of situation that it is, supported by volunteers, supported mm. by the community. And, and we, we have grown to this point because of oh, that. Yeah, exactly. Of, of that. Of the uh, volunteers in the community. Yeah, and the ethos of what we have mm. with Freemi. Mm. And I think it's just a lot of, you know, there's, then there's been limited blow-ups on social media regarding this whole Freemi thing. And, there's been it's been such cloak and daggery from the current board there's been no transparency and the first thing about a non-profit organization is that you are governed by the public because you are funded by the public so you cannot 
you cannot decide what you will and will not disclose. So with a non-profit organization, there are laws governing that you have to have full disclosure. And from my engagements and what I've seen happening in the media and discussing things with, you know, the, what we call the Friends of Freemie, the actual volunteers who founded Freemie and who've now been literally booted off of the property – there's not disclosure going on. There's something very, very fishy going on. And the fact that people, you know, one of the things that Free Me instilled in me from the beginning and that I'm so proud about Free Me is that the animals always came first. And Free Me's had so many um, trials and, you know, hurdles and thrown in their way. And you've always made a plan. And you, the animals have always come first. Whereas now, for the first time in 18, 18 years, Free Me's closed its doors. So what happens to those animals now? You know, what happens to those animals? And I mean, Claudius, you, you've been there the latest. You, you, how long have you worked at Free Me for? Uh, I've been working at Free Me for the last 10 years. Wow. And as you said, that before, the animals were always the priority. Yes. And I was actually shocked uh, from the board of directors uh, from Free Me to say the animals are not the priority. If uh continue saying that the animals are priority, I'll get fined. Really? So the, the board actually said that to you, that the animals the are not priority? We were having a staff meeting, and you were always mentioned that animals are the priority. Yes. And it's been like that before when yeah. I started at Freem, and recently it's not it's changed. priority. That's very sad, Claudius. That must have been very difficult for you because you were raised like me with exactly. the good morals. You know, I've been passionate with animals mm-hmm. from day one, Yeah. you know. And when I started Free Me, with the help of volunteers, involved with all aspects, yes. all operations, fundraising, marketing, yeah. animal care, you know, and it's not like that. We cannot do anything without the help of the volunteers because Free Me is actually founded by the volunteers. Exactly. And if you, you can't even put the financial worth of a volunteer into monetary value. You cannot actually do it. And an organization like Free Me will always have to be volunteer-based. And that there's nothing wrong with it. It's good. And you, Free Me was one of, the, one of the very few organizations that I come across that actually managed it volunteers. Because volunteers, they are pros, but they're also cons if they're poorly managed. But Free Me had a, had a fantastic volunteer system, a system. I mean, the training. I was lucky enough to help you, Margie and Nikki, two weekends ago with the international Wildlife Rehabilitation Centre course training. They came from America here and that's what Friends of Freemi arranged and they actually did the training. What I found most horrific to note is that there wasn't anyone from the current Freemi board or staff there because apparently they must just be above learning how to properly rehabilitate animals. Well, just on the on the volunteer thing, um, we have at the moment in the Friends of Freemi, I've got a, a core group of volunteers at the moment who, who are most vocal about what's happening. But I, I've had put a list together of, of, of our experience, mm-hmm. okay, of just those 30, not the 90, okay. just 30. And, and it adds up to about 180 years of experience. Oh, that is insane. For free. And that's for free. for free. If you had to add that up, it, it's can't. millions of exactly. brands worth of, of work and experience. Exactly. And and we we are close to losing it. And and, and it is that's criminal. We we are absolutely determined in this effort yeah. that Freemi will not be lost. Freemi will not fall. I think there needs to be a hashtag. I, oh there. yes. <laughs> But now, Wendy, tell me something. The current board now, do they have any animal experience, wildlife experience, rehabilitation experience, anything? Two of the members are are literally walked in off the street. They have had absolutely nothing to do with Freemi previously. 
and they have um, nothing to do with animals as far as I'm, I know. Um, and the third board member was loosely associated with Freemi. She volunteered um, about six years ago, but uh-huh. certainly never did any outreach, any fundraising, any education. Or any education. knowledge updating. No, absolutely mm-hmm. nothing. No courses, absolutely nothing. So basically Freemi is being run by three people who have actually nothing to do with rehabilitation. I don't... You know, it boggles my mind that that even happens in the first time. This whole thing smacks of a corporate takeover to me. It's very, very corporate, and it, it feels pretty much you sent, you know, the suits were sent into Free Me, and they started putting in, you know, all sorts of what I call ridiculous because I don't fit well in a corporate world, but, you know, all these nitpicky protocols and paperwork and things and not putting the animals first. And you can't have that happen, A, in a wildlife rehabilitation center, and B, in Africa, you know. The problem with exactly what you're saying is that the corporate entity that they're hoping Freemi will become is not possible here. If you have the compassion for our wildlife, Mm. and as Freemi always has, um, a person unattached to this can't understand that. Mm. We know as rehabbers, if an animal comes in, Sometimes it needs a quick turnaround, 24 yes. hours. It needs to come in, be treated, be out, because the longer it's with us, it's the worse it is. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the new protocols that have come in, you know, it can take now or has been taking, um, you know, anything from a week to six weeks for, for an animal, an animal to, get to get out. That's not rehabilitation. So and you're not even doing what you're supposed no, to be doing. But the, par- the, the, the problem is that the person who, who has got to stamp that release is someone who has no idea oh. about wildlife. So, and, and it's pretty much was, the, you know, a, a lot of this pressure from the corporate side and mm. putting in protocols and systems and things which do not fit into no. a wildlife situation. No. You've got to be flexible. Exactly, because it's live animals. Live animals don't read textbooks, and they certainly don't read protocols. I don't have a problem with 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 growing mm-hmm. and and becoming more um, compliant and mm-hmm. corporate structure. But you need to have people on the board who know what Freemi yes. is. It's how was Freemi was actually grown. By, by volunteers on mm. the board right from the word go. And yes, you do need to have people coming into the mm. board that can give you um, more experience on maybe the yes. finance yes. side, the legal that's when side. You all work together. Absolutely. You need an animal pe- person guiding the animal. You need a release person guiding the ecology and the release side of it. And then, yes, I fully believe in corporatizing nonprofit organizations when it comes to the corporate side of things. So the financing, the admin, the fundraising. Yes, that's the best thing for a nonprofit organization. But animal decision have to be left to qualified, trained, experienced and knowledgeable animal people, not corporate people. And that's and it's that's the same like you couldn't make me a CEO. My goodness, I'd run your company into the ground in <laughs> ten short seconds. But give give me an animal needing care and nursing, then we then we can talk. Then we've got we've got it working. Oh it's just you know, it's just it's so sad because Free me is needed. So, I mean, what what was the average caseload? What is your average caseload? I think over the last few years, uh, having spoken to Nikki and Wendy, Mm -hmm. I think I think we're running at about ten thousand cases a year. That's ten thousand individual animals that Mm -hmm. go where now? Yes. There are a couple of small centres, as you know. But um, none of them are set up to cope with the numbers. They can't cope with these numbers. So I I do believe that um, vets 
that have nowhere to send these animals mm. now, the only option is going to be is to euthanize. Well, I'm sorry to say this, but from some of the stories that I've heard coming out of current free me, that may be better because there is or has been animal cruelty happening there. Yeah. So you know, this is not this is not just housewives getting in a fluff about something. This is this is absolutely criminal and horrifying. I think that's one of the awful derogatory terms that have been used against mm. us as as we're called the rogue volunteers. Really? Oh, I and think that's a good I'd be proud to have that. Yeah, I would yeah. be proud to have we're, that. We're the dark side. It's <laughs> ridiculous. You know, and also the, the you know the, they're just a bunch of housewives. Well, I oh, can't you tell know what you housewives founded. Housewives founded Free Me and housewives created the Free Me that is that's internationally so renowned and in all of my however many years experience with wildlife and rehabilitation you housewives made the best rehabilitation center in this country and so the best rehabilitators be you know exactly. they have it's it's amazing the passion and the time that people exactly. give to free me um it's it's as you know it's been in my blood for yeah. many years yeah. and now I'm, I'm back and boy oh Yay. boy are we going to make it a success when we get there we have to Ainsley, the one question that i would ask of the the uh, i would say the rogue board yes. of Rini, um is if they have such wonderful ideas and they have got so much to offer the wildlife rehabilitation, yes. why are they destroying Freemi? Because exactly. we could all fit together. They could open their one somewhere else. They could get exactly. a and they could operate to why their specific standards. Well, yes, they could open one. South Africa's got such a crying need for rehabilitation for centers throughout. So exactly. why are they doing it right on top of Freemi and destroying something mm. so good? And, and something that works. Something that's worked so yeah. brilliantly and something with such a huge future within yeah. the community of Johannesburg and of Gauteng. Why do they want to exactly. destroy it? What is the logic behind spoiling something? I would love, to know. I would love so to know. And I really I sincerely hope that this talk now is going to open the door and I think that some journalists out there must get hold of this. Absolutely. And make this their Christmas, their Christmas good, good thing. Because we need to get to the bottom of what's going on. So um, you can please get hold of us on Twitter at cliffcentral.com or our WeChat. The ID is Cliff Central, or you can call us on 0861 We would love to hear from you. And I think also we'll we'll talk about this a bit later. But we definitely there's going to be appeals here. Free friends of Free Me needs help. Because they are, then the weird thing is they're actually not the minority. They are the majority. This, uh, pick your words, Ainsley. This current board <laughs> are the minority, but they just seem to completely be monopolizing the situation. And the way that they're behaving is so odd to me. So, for example, many of your current volunteers and members. Um, have been banned from the premises and have been denied membership. So Free Me runs it's a non-profit organization. You can have members. And I've seen some of the applications. And, I mean, some of these volunteers are, as you say, overqualified, phenomenally qualified people, literally offering their services, their time, their experiences for free. And they have to put in this huge formal application to become a member, which is fine and good. You know, they, I, I'm a firm believer in admin and the, that there needs to be certain um, paperwork and stuff in place, but then they deny, they blatantly refused and being ex- um, 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 what is the word? Being you know said that they're being um, 
traitors and all of these wild accusations that are actually, in my opinion, like libelous. They are saying that you've brought the company into disrepute and you've stolen animals and you've done all of these things. And I just read this and I'm like, what is what is going on? And then to to the extremes of this current board has sent out private emails. They've sent out private emails to the ho- to the homeowners in the area where the center is based, which has that has nothing to do with the center. Basically, telling them that there's this secret thing going on, and they must secretly become members so that they can vote off the volunteers. I mean, what world? What what has happened to Free Me? I can't I can't bear it. I think I think Ainsley, one of the things is we've had um, over the last few months the help of a really respected attorney, oh, um, Alan Warner, and he's helped us put together. A case against the Good. current board. Um, we've requested uh, meetings. We've requested a special meeting so that we can put a special resolution in, and we've had no response. They have the help of one of the big five law firms mm-hmm. in in Johannesburg, um, and we're not getting any communication. Mm. If we can't force a special meeting, and it has to go, I have to say that through this a whole um, three months of work. Mm-hmm. We have followed the letter of the yeah. law. Absolutely. I, you know, we decided right at the beginning, if we're going to do this, we had to do it properly. Mm. And we have followed the letter of the law. But I'm afraid the board has no respect for the law. Mm. You know, the, this, really, board is in, this board is in dereliction of their duty mm. in so many things. And, you know, one of the things that we started was a little um, petition yes. um, to show if we had any support. Um, it's over 1,255 uh, oh. signatures on this. Wow. So, yes, we do have support. Yes. And, and I cannot, I still cannot understand why a board seeing all this absolute wave of, um, concern and, yeah, yeah for three people, meetings, exactly. why, why they either won't talk to us, yeah. um, or even through the attorneys, um, or at Mediated. this point actually stand down. Mm. We want them to resign mm. with immediate effect. Mm. Um, how can people who are so non-compliant with yeah. the Companies Act, with exactly. with, with the NSPCA, GDARD, yeah. whatever else, okay, how can they be expected to look after donor funds? Exactly. Well, they find their money. What about the animals? And the animals, of course, there are a few animals in there now. The doors were closed nearly three weeks ago. Um, mm. And so, you know, the, our concern is that the animals out there are not being treated at exactly. the moment. We need to be in as soon as we can. We yeah. need to get back to work. We're all waiting to get back to work. Exactly. And we have everything ready when we go in. We have a management committee. Yeah. We have a CEO. We have the volunteers mm. ready and waiting. We can jump in and start whenever we get the okay to do mm. so. Mm. Okay. Well, Let's have a bit of a, a music break for now, and then when we ca- get back, we'll carry on with this topic. Please do feel forget to get, uh, free to get hold of us during the break. Download the Cliff Central app, available now on the Apple App Store and Google Play Store. Animal Central on cliffcentral.com. Welcome back to Animal Central. We've just had a little breather, so I can calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Deep breaths and think whose thoughts. Obviously, I'm I'm quite biased in this conversation, and I'm the first person to admit that. So I'm not um, hiding my alliance, but I just want to assure you all that my bias comes from 
me at 16 and Stan at 6 toddling off to free me saying, I want to be a volunteer because I've got free time after school. And it started with Margie and Wendy and oh, they were hard on me. And it was brilliant because I spent about two months pulling weeds out of the bloody driveway in a nature reserve before they even let me anywhere near an animal. And then the first time they let me near an animal, I had to go and clean out one of the owl cages. And these bloody hooligan woman didn't tell me that the one owl was actually imprinted. So she was relatively tail. So I was sitting, picking up all sorts of bits from the aviary. And next thing you know, this giant owl swooped down and shat Shat, literally, no, I shat myself and it sat on my shoulder. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm on internet radio, not normal radio. That's my first swear word. It's taken, what, three weeks? Woohoo, okay. <laughs> yeah, so I had this giant owl come and sit on my shoulder and I sat there frozen, literally for about 45 minutes because I didn't know what to do. There's a wild, wild owl on my shoulder. Then luckily someone came past and I sort of signaled at them and they laughed and they were like, what the hell is your problem? So yeah, you know, I think one of one thing that we we need to build in South Africa going forward is volunteers because if I look at the workplace now, when I have potential staff members coming to work with me, I'll check their CV. And the first thing, if I don't see any volunteer history, you know, you, you're not in my good books because that is where you learn work ethic. And, you know, that's, that's one side of this that, that's so important. I mean, the youth, the youth of today, you need to instill volunteer, that mentality of working just to give back to the greater good in that. So I'm going to try and make this next seg- segment a bit more positive because we've spoken about the doom and gloom and depressing side of what's happening with our beloved Free Me. I think we have to start a hashtag of Free Me Must Not Fall. It may be a bit long, so I'm open to suggestions. So please send us a little message on WeChat if you've got a better idea. But Margie, you mentioned a meeting coming up. Yes, next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, the volunteers and, uh, and I have been getting together quite regularly just really to boost each other mm-hmm. and to make sure that everybody mm-hmm. it stays positive mm-hmm. because we will get there. It's just taking time. But next week, Tuesday, the 8th of December, mm-hmm. 6 o'clock at the Education Centre at the Requintine Nature Reserve, mm-hmm. um, we're having a get-together. It's open to everybody. Brilliant. If anybody wants to hear more about it, wants to talk to me, wants to talk to the volunteers, please come. Brilliant. We'd really like you there. We've also got a guest speaker, Kate McEwen from the Bat Interest Group. She's going to give us oh, a talk wonderful. on bats. She's incredibly knowledgeable, and uh, she's got some wonderful information about bats. So it'll be a nice evening. Bring a bottle, bring a plate, do what you like. Brilliant. But it's open to everybody. And, you know, the community, as we keep saying, is part of Free Me. So yeah. anybody out there, as I say, we are open to uh, t- to any questions, Brilliant. you know, we are completely transparent yes, in our in our efforts. Be. We know, mm. we're telling you what we want. We want to be mm. back in Freemy, and this is sort of a little. You know, pre-Christmas boost for oh, everyone. That's brilliant. I will definitely make time in my in my diary to be there. So now, Claudia, Claudius, what are you doing now? Because I'm I'm worried about you. You know, you've you've been there at Free Me since I was a wee little thing, and you've you've always been there. And when in my previous position at um, in enforcing animal welfare, you know, Free Me was always there. I could call at them call them at 2 o'clock in the morning and say, listen, we've just confiscated this or that, and we could always get there, and there would be warm smiles and efficient hands, and you people, I, I could sleep at night knowing that you would, you would look after those animals, and you were one of, the, one, of the, one of the people involved in that that helped me sleep at night. So what are you doing now? 
You know, it's actually shocking at the moment not to be part of Free Me, mm. you know, because I've been enjoying working with animals, you know. Mm. At the moment, it's just tears all the time, mm. sitting at home and doing nothing. And you're going to make me cry now. <laughs> <laughs> no, Claudius, no, this is not... This is... Yeah, Ainsley, what, what we've done is, is, is the group of us, the Friends of Free Me, um, because Claudius is out of work right mm. now, throughout December um, we're supporting him financially with his, his family um, because we feel so passionate about yeah. making sure that he's okay. He's part of Yeah, he's part, part of, of us, you know, he's part of the group. And, and if that has to go through to January, then that's going to be covered okay. too. You know, it's part of what we do. And that's amazing. I mean, look, again, not only are people prepared to give their time, it's such a closely knit family. And we, you all believe so strongly in the future of this that you, you know, one doesn't fall out of the fold just because the previous board of literally firing staff left, right and center, you're still prepared to look after one another. Well, that's what the volunteering is all about, Ainsley. Um, you pointed out a couple of facts, but on the other side, Volunteers, when they come to Free Me, they learn how to handle animals, how to mm. care for them. They learn how to, um, if they do pick up a baby bird, mm. they'll know exactly what to do and how to deal with them. Mm. And this is something that's spread constantly. Yeah. And then they go out into the community and mm. they know how to be responsible. They, knew, they know how to be ethical. So having volunteers is, mm. is something that just spreads so deep into the yeah. community. And by losing that, whatever the Incumbent board intend. Obviously, they don't intend to have volunteers, and yeah. it cuts off all of that wonderful connection to animals and into our community. Because, you know, we are constantly involved with animals in the community. They're in our garden. They mm. around us, and uh, you know, to have trained, responsible people out exactly. there is so valuable for for animal welfare. Exactly. And you look at if you look at the paths that some of the the volunteers have taken. I mean, it, it's such an amazing sounding board to, to create that compassion, to create that love for nature, and then to see where what I call the free me fledglings end up. I mean, it's amazing, you know. It's now and look at you, Ainsley. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I am. I'm one of your first fledglings, yep. and you and I. I can honestly say that if, if it wasn't for free me, I would never have followed a career in wildlife, and I wouldn't be sitting in this chair with this microphone in front of my face. <laughs> And we want to encourage more and more people to join in. We want to train more volunteers. We want to have more courses. Mm. Um, But if we've been stopped at this stage, it it is absolutely shocking because everything we've worked for in 18 years is going to be lost. And it's for the greater good of the community and, and our wildlife. Oh, this just, it can't happen. It can't, it can't carry happen. on. I it can't believe that it has happened to this point that's and it cannot far. carry mm. on. Mm. So what I think you guys need, you need lawyers and lots mm. of lawyers. Mm. You need lawyers with experience in the Companies Act, in the nonprofit um, organization sphere. You need to lawyer up and you need to fight with both fists because what I just can't find, you know, there's laws. There's laws and there's people that enforce the laws and people, you can't just, what I've heard, what I've seen, experienced firsthand and heard is that this current board literally does not care. No respect. No respect, respect, no humility, you know, just, but that can't happen. You can't be like, oh, I'm breaking the law, so what? It can't happen. So, you know, you can... You know, listeners, please, these are members of public from who out of the goodness of their heart, I mean, they are funding staff that have been fired by these monsters. They are literally, <laughs> that was me saying that, <laughs> everyone's giving me eyeballs now. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm the rogue radio host. I'm the rogue one now. Um, you know, they need help. We cannot let this happen. We need Free Me. Free Me is so much more than just saving animals. Free Me is a, it is a vital, vital part of our community. And people in Gauteng do not know how lucky they are to have had Free Me. Because I can promise you, if you're sitting in Porfader and you find a little baby, something that's injured, or you hit a, hit a jackal with your car, what do you do? You can't do anything. There's nothing that you can do. Whereas in Gauteng, it's as simple, it used to be, as simple as popping that animal in your car, taking it to Free Me, or calling Free Me. They'll come and send volunteers to climb down your dirty chimney, or climb in your car to get a dusty stuck out of the engine. You know, it is a service. Gautengers, you do not know how lucky you are. And I mean, Gauteng is one of the most amazing places. It's the biggest urban forest, man-made forest that we have. We have all sorts of new wildlife um, what species coming into urban areas all the time. So we have loads of wildlife ne- needing help. And if we don't have Free Me, what's going to happen to them? We need to protect our wildlife. We need to protect our community. We need to uplift our community. And Free Me does all of that. So please, for good, good Christmas karma, you will get oodles of Christmas karma. Please help these ladies. I've got Margie's details here, which I'm going to read out now, and then I'll read it out at the end. So her cell phone number is 082-561-3681. And her email is tremor, T-R-E-M-O-R, at icon.co.za. So, and think, you know, don't don't limit yourself. There's so much help that they need on so many different sides of things because we are going to be positive and we are going to get free me back. We are not going to let this happen. So it's not only getting free me back; it's the way forward again. It's it's healing a lot of people who've been very badly hurt and um, traumatized by what has happened currently. So it, we really need positive leaders and people to take initiative. And please, please, please help. Please. You know, we've served the community. Mm. selflessly for 18 years Ainsley we haven't really asked for much over the years and I think we're asking for help desperate help right Mm. now before before Freemies lost um, to big business to something that might not be good at all exactly something that might not even work in the future because it's an unknown whatever these people are trying to do we don't know Um, and Freemi could be destroyed and it'll be very difficult to get it back again and now is the time to act Oh, the world and it's public support. Place. It's public support now. We need as mm. much pressure from the general yeah. public as we can get. Well, you must contact councillors, mm-hmm. contact the press, contact the radio mm-hmm. stations. We need a, 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 an effort. Okay. Yeah. And on, from our side, you know, it's not just Wendy and I. We have an amazing team behind mm. us, ready and waiting to go. Mm. We have a little management team that has helped us get this far, but we have the support of the volunteers. Whatever you put out there, we get yeah. we get feedback. But now. We We've got to the point where we need bigger yeah. feedback. We need bigger push. We need the push from the from the public. Yeah. Um, and I mean, if you think about it, so ten thousand animals. So technically, that could be ten thousand individual people who have brought yes. an animal to yes. free me in the year. Ten thousand. Even if we take half of that, five thousand, and it doesn't take a lot. Please people you have the power to help with this so if any of you listening has ever taken an animal or a bird or a bug or anything to free me please you owe it to the animals and you owe it to free me and you owe it to friends of free me to get up and get a bit you don't even have to get out of your chair pop off an email or get on your feet go and 
riot or something. Not riot, march, march. That's the right word. <laughs> You're talking about animals that people have brought in, Angelie. I think one of the most heartbreaking ones that I ever had in all my time at Freemi was someone who brought in a snail. Yes. <laughs> That's quite right. From a sandwich shop. A sandwich shop with a snail with a broken shell. Oh, God. And a lettuce leaf with all of his oh. staff as well. Oh, no. It was the sweetest thing. <laughs> he then, from that point, carried on supporting us oh. with all the greens and things from the sandwich shop. But, I mean, that has to be one of the most heartbreaking ones oh, that we ever had. That is brilliant. Oh, that is absolutely. We have applause. <laughs> Yay, my co-pilot, Munch, is getting very clever. See, I sit next to this thing with all the buttons, and I find it quite terrifying. And I had Duncan as my co-pilot initially, and now I have Muntu, and he seems to be getting very, very smart at these things. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just give me a warning next time. I thought it was raining. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think that's possibly a lovely way to end on this thing. I want I want each of you to tell me one of your funniest or favorite free me memories regarding either people or an animal or anything just in the free me in its prime. Claudius, do you want to start? In 2007, I was in enclosure with three pounded mangoes. Mm. <laughs> yes. uh, you two are in on this. Okay. So I went to the cage to replace the water. Mm-hmm. On my way back on the pre-entry, the other female mangoes uh, accompanied me. So for me to open the door, I was f- f- so worried that it can vanish to the world yes. before the time um, to be released. So I waited there for a while, I think 10 minutes. And I think the bonded mangles just think that I'm there to provide as a toy. Scratching my shoes, trying to crawl out of my pants, and I have to grab my phone and phone Wendy. I said, please, come and rescue me. And if I remember correctly, she had crawled right up your pants. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, uh, so, Wendy, you don't only rescue, rescue Taurus <laughs> as well. That was such a good laugh. Really. Oh, okay. oh, man. Who wants to go next, ladies? Wendy. Well, one of my abiding memories was a Saturday morning. I always used to run free me on a Saturday morning. And um, the girls were having tea, and a man came in to say he had a, a mongo- um he had a monitor in the back of his car, now mm-hmm. a monitor, Legavon. Yes. And he said he thought it had been hit by a car. It had, uh, you know, you could see the marks across the oh. back. And it was it was really inactive, completely inactive. Okay. So I prepared a big cage for it. But this thing was massive. It was mm. absolutely massive. If I hold my hands out, that's as big as it was. Oh, wow. And I, I don't know what made me do it, but I climbed in the back of the bucky and I grabbed it behind the back of its head and its tail uh-huh. got off the bucky and halfway up to the clinic, this thing came alive. <laughs> and it was actually like Threshing. ripping around. <laughs> and so I let go from behind the head, held onto the tail, and I have never been so frightened in my entire life. I managed to get it in the cage, close the door, and I thought, well, I think this is probably the next best thing to bungee jumping. I was shocked for the rest of the day. I was shaking. But I felt pretty good about the whole thing, and I was glad that he wasn't that injured. But Oh that gosh. I will never forget that because those as I monitors know. can be ferocious. They've got for the, our listeners, they've got very long around. claws, very sharp mouths, and they are strong. They're basically mm. a whole entire muscle, mm. and even so just those tail. Up. That tail is like a shambok. It whips you, oh, whips you into. Oh, yeah, my, that I can, me but I can actually. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> 
and there was nobody around. Thank heavens, nobody saw. <laughs> but yeah, that was my. Well, well done on getting him into the cage. I, did, I didn't lose well it. Well done. <laughs> and what? I think you know. Well, there's there's been thousands of cases. Yeah. Okay, but one of the f- also it's a funny one. You know, we got a call from Hyde Park Corner. Oh yes. Yeah, three ladies were off to tea. And stopped on the corner at Hyde Park because they could see the traders trying to get a vulture into a box. Yes. And she said, um, um, "We've we we've rescued a vulture. Yes. And we've in got Hyde it, Park. Yeah, and we've got it in our boot. Oh. So Nikki said, um, "I don't think no. so. You know, it's probably a hardy dog. Yeah. You know, not." He said, "Okay, well, bring it through and we'll see." So they did bring it through. And uh, she was absolutely insistent that it was a vulture. Okay. So we opened the car boot to have a look just a little bit. And I got my head on the side to look in. And on the other side is the vulture with its head on the side looking <gasps> out, saying, hello. Uh, you know, what are you? Mm. And it was actually a oh, captive bred wow. that uh, at that time, Gerard Verdun came out, oh, had a look gosh. and said, it's obviously been somebody's pet. <gasps> But there you go, Folger on Hyde Park Corner. But well done on those people who just casually do Harry Casual mm, and picked how? up a vulture. No idea. Three, three middle-aged ladies car. on their way to tea rescued it. <laughs> that is amazing. So, yeah, we have wonderful stories oh, to tell, as you so well know. Many, 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 so stories. many stories. And we just want to carry on with yeah. these stories and the feel-good amongst the public. Exactly. Um, it just is a, it's a wonderful organization mm. with wonderful, wonderful community members supporting us. Oh man, this has we have we have to come right with this. I can't the world cannot be a world without free no. me. I'm sorry. No. I can't. No, it can't. None of us none We've of all us worked so hard them. over yeah. the years exactly. at different times in our lives it's been it's been the saving grace for many people. Yeah. You know, people who are very sad, yes. very miserable. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you can go to free me, lose yourself in your exactly. in your care and you come out feeling absolutely in, you know, invigorated, invigorated yeah. um, renewed. Yeah. It's it's a feeling that, as you say, with volunteerism, and people get it from all sorts mm-hmm. of being uh, a volunteerism. But for us, it's the animals, and it's mm-hmm. free me, and and it's it's an enormous part of our life, and uh, we don't want to lose it. No, we can't. We can't let that happen. So please. <laughs> To all of the people listening, if you are a lawyer, if you are a, an NPO wizard, if you would like to help donate to, you know, help Claudius survive until we get Freemy back and have him back employed, please, please make contact with Margie. I'm going to send you her, um, give you her number again. It's 082-561-3681. And then we've got an email Tremor, T-R-E-M-O-R, at icon.co.za. So please get hold of her. So we have a WeChat message, which is hmm, controversial. (laughs) So it's from Sperko, and he says that I think all animals that need a home should euthanize because they finish human resources. So my comment to that, Sperko, is that there's no such thing as human resources. There is natural resources, resources that the earth creates that are here for animals and humans. And us as humans do not know our limits, so we breed and consume at a rate that is unsustainable. So it's not the animals that are using all of the resources, it's the humans that are using all the resources. So then, does that mean that we should euthanize the humans that do not have homes too, because they are using the animals' resources? 
But that's another topic. So, Sveko, I don't agree with you. I thank you for asking me the question. But I think that you should rethink that a bit because resources are natural and are made by the earth and animals were here first. And if humans can't learn to share their toys and limit their consumption, then we are not going to have a world to live in. So on that delightful note, I thank you for listening and I thank my wonderful guests. You know, I think we started off on a pretty heavy note because that's the reality of what's happening. But I thank you for your honesty and I thank you for your time and I thank all three of you for your commitment because what you are, all three of you are doing goes above and beyond what is expected of you and I recognize it and I thank you all and I will do whatever I can to help get Free Me Back. And it is going to happen. It has to happen. So please even share this podcast. By sharing this podcast, you are getting the message out there. There are wonderful people in this country that can help. And we can do this. We can get Free Me Back. Thanks, Ainsley. No, thank Thank you. So I will see you again in two weeks' time. Thank you, listeners. Animal Central on cliffcentral.com.